Uh, yeah, he gon' need a medical nurse. Yeah, crippin' off his head, I know it hurt. Yeah, mud pie making me dirt. Yeah, we gon' need some steel for these curves. We got black and gold killers on your turf. That's black and gold killers on your turf. Still a nation, still a nation. What's going on? This your man, Cavizzi, man. Look, look, I'm sorry for the delay. I understand. But based off a certain interview that I heard a few days back, I was taken aback. Even though if you've been listening all year, you already know my stance. But still, when it's getting close to the official time where something's supposed to happen, it's like, wow, it's really about to happen. And we are here today. And that will probably be Monday when, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll tell you in a second. But make sure you guys check out everything Venture Season Network. Make sure you guys follow everything Stills for 7 podcast. It's everywhere. Probably except for Facebook because I'm not going to lie. Facebook got one more time. One more time to play with me like that. And Stills for 7 podcast will take their business elsewhere. Okay? 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 All right then, man. But back to it, man. Ben Roethlisberger is looking like it's really, really the end. Um, You know, out they, they asked them. How important is the Monday night game? You know, is it a potential last home game? Ben never used the word retired, but Ben definitely did say, you know, um, all signs are pointing to, all signs are pointing to Monday night being his last home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Never said retirement, you know, and I think he left it open because he... He's probably open to, you know, if he retires this year, he's probably open to, like, one of those late calls next year, you know? Like, yo, man, um, me, like, someone, it's just not working out. We just need, our offensive line is a little better, you know, Ben, we just need, you know, something. You try to come back, and Ben will probably come back. I don't see Ben playing for another team, but it is what it is, man. So this episode here. Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 83. And it's funny how episode 83 is the number of Ben Roethlisberger's best friend that was on the team back in the day, Heath Miller. You know, so episode 83 is basically dedicated not to Heath Miller, but to Heath Miller's best friend on the team, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. For all the youngins out there that is too young to understand the beginning of Ben Roethlisberger, we're not going to talk about college. We're not going to talk about high school, but I am going to mention this. When it came, he's an Ohio kid, you know what I'm saying? Um, went to Finley High School, you know, uh, he was a receiver there. Um, I believe he was even a receiver in college for a little bit until, you know, he turned into a quarterback. And in college, he went to Miami, Ohio as a youngin. When I saw, you know, that we got Ben Roethlisberger from Miami, and I'm like, my, I never seen Ben at Miami, you know, so I didn't really understand the Miami of Ohio thing, you know. So when I figured that, out, I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, bet, cool. And it's like, oh, all right, so he was really an Ohio kid, man. And the Browns passed on him. Cincinnati, I don't know if they were up there to get him, but 
um, they passed on him as well, you know. So it was, hey, he couldn't stay home, so hey, he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now I'm not gonna go get into the meat and potatoes of how he got to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. But just to sum it up, Eli Manning, first round pick, he didn't want to go to San Diego, the San Diego Chargers, who is now the L.A. Chargers, and basically they. I think the Chargers, no, no, the Giants said that we was going to select Phillip Rivers for y'all and y'all just trade us Eli because Eli really wanted to go to New York. At the, no one really spoke on Ben. You know, Ben's name kind of came in and now like, okay, uh, maybe the Giants will get Ben. But I guess when they got the opportunity to say, you know, um, we can get Eli. Because if you think about it, coming into the draft, Eli Manning was a big question mark because, you know, he had a good career at Ole Miss. But it was the name Manning. You know, it was more so like, yo, are we going to get Peyton? Are we going to get Peyton? Like, you know, another version of Peyton. Um, but I can say this, though. The Giants definitely was right to believe in Eli Manning. He delivered on two Super Bowls, and he ended up being the greatest quarterback of all time to do it twice, you know? So the Giants, you know, they made a good – they got a good deal out of it. San Diego – you could say they had a good good deal out of it. They didn't get any rings out the deal, but you know, Phillip Rivers kind of kept that team respectable for a long time, you know. But then pick number eleven, Ben Roethlisberger. I don't even think uh, Paul Tagliabue said his name correctly at the time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you know what I mean. So we ended up getting Ben at the eleventh pick. And Ben wasn't a day one starter at all. We still had Tommy Maddox. And I believe week three is when, hmm, was it week three? Either week two or week three when Tommy Maddox got hurt versus the Ravens. And here comes Ben. Do, 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 do. And Ben came in and never came out. Tommy Maddox, I mean, t- see, I can't even, can't even say his name no more. Tommy Maddox, he definitely, definitely, definitely lost his job that day. You know what I'm saying? So Big Ben ended up starting 13 games that year. <clears throat> he didn't win the game that Tommy Maddox got hurt in. Let's, let's get that correct, y'all. You know, because I know if y'all, some of y'all see Ben's rookie record, that is undefeated up until we played the Patriots in the playoffs. It wasn't, you know, 15 and 0. It wasn't that at all. And he didn't win every game he played in. You know, when he came in to play the Ravens, you know, and we still ended up losing the game. But as a day one starter, Ben Roethlisberger would not lose another game into the playoffs, which was unheard of. And that's and it's funny because that's when I started getting very in tune with actually watching football, like watching the Steelers play football, you know? Like I wasn't really watching football, like on like, you know, NFL football, you know, I was just playing. I was just playing it. So when Ben came, that's when I really started watching football, you know. I already knew the history. I would read the books as a kid and stuff like that, but I just wouldn't watch it, you know. But Watching it, watching us pull out every game that I was able to watch, you know, because, you know, it was not it wasn't a Sunday pass back then. It wasn't a 
well, it might have been, but no one was paying for that at my crib. <laughs> you know, so we had that. We had to basically hope that the Eagles didn't play on CBS or at one o'clock so we can watch the Stiller game, you know, living in South Jersey and whatnot. But, you know, Ben was able to have a great rookie career. I mean, excuse me, uh, rookie campaign. The numbers wasn't like crazy. You know, I'm not going to just sit up here and lie like his numbers was crazy. You know, I, I, he scored, I believe it was 17 touchdowns. 17, and I think he did that for the first couple of years of his career, you know, so, and then, you know, he was able to develop into a better quarterback, but I don't want to skip too far without getting to year two, doom, 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 my apologies, let me not forget that Ben Roethlisberger won the 2004 AP Offensive Rookie of the Year above ahead of Phillip Rivers and ahead of Larry Fitzgerald and ahead of Eli Manning. So out the gate, Ben Roethlisberger was like a, a force, you know, not a force like throwing 30 touchdowns. Like I said, he definitely threw 17 touchdowns to, you know, a lot of interceptions, you know, and I don't want to just gloss over that like that. Yeah, but <laughs> 17 touchdowns, but he was playing winning football. And remember, guys, the early Pittsburgh Steelers was a run first team, 2004, 2005, probably all the way up until 2007 and 8. That's when we started to get a little bit more of the passing, you know. Um, but yeah, Ben Roethlisberger was on a hot start. Lost in the playoffs to first Tom Brady. It was a bad loss. I'm not going to lie, man. They kicked our ass. Kicked our ass, man, in Pittsburgh. Um... I, all I remember is Hines were crying. Like, oh, we wanted to win it for Jerome, man. Uh, 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 we wanted to win it for the bus, man. You know? And, you know, like, everyone wanted to win it for the bus, man. And um, and then famously, the conversation that Big Ben had with Jerome Bettis leading the year two, or after that game, rather, it was like Jerome you come back next year, we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm we're, I'm going to win you the Super Bowl. Jerome Bettis took it like, man, kid, get the F out of my face, man. But, you know, it sat on his mind. Because if you think about it, man, that Pittsburgh still is team. Come on, bro. 15 and 1? 15 and 1. 15 and 1, yo. You know what I'm saying? So you would think that, all right, if we fix certain things next year, we might be able to win. Might be able to win. So basically, Ben was able to, and maybe a couple others, was able to convince Jerome to come back for one last ride. And that's where we enter year two. Now, year two. Year two. Now, year two wasn't, uh, it wasn't starting off how, like, Wow, this is the team that won so many games last year. The Pittsburgh Steelers in 2005. Big Ben ended up getting hurt, from what I remember. He ended up missing a few games. He only played about 12 games that year during the regular season. Steelers was like, if I can remember, they was about like 7-5, and I believe. 
And then that's when the Pittsburgh Steelers went on a, a, a incredible run. You know what I'm saying? Getting to the point where, oh, all right, bet they made it to the playoffs, six seed, um, was able to beat the Bengals first in the wild card. That was the famous Chemo Von Hoffman incident, you know, <clears throat> moving into playing the Peyton Manning's led Colts in a divisional round where Peyton Manning and the Colts earlier that year shredded the Pittsburgh Steelers. And all I remember in the newspapers was Joey Porter saying, yo, they soft, they not, they soft, they not real, blah, 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 all that talk. And I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, Joey, yeah, like, yeah, like, yo, we riding, but yo, man, I remember when y'all getting torched, bro. I think Marvin Harrison scored the first play of the game, you know, um, during the season. So it was a little crazy right there to hear Joey Porter mouth off like that, but that was the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2005. You know, we had to talk our way into these wins, you know? Like, the team wasn't as as talented as the year prior. But because we lost um, a few players, a big piece was Plessigo Burris. We lost him going into that year. So um, we was able to grind it out. I remember, I want to say it kind of started from the Bears game where Jerome ended up having 100 yards. And I don't want to undermine what Willie Parker was doing in 2005 while Jerome and Deuce Staley was both kind of nicked up. So Willie Parker was definitely holding it down in the run game with the help of Jerome. You know, but when we got to that, <clears throat> when we got to that game versus the Colts, we was able to almost put them away. We was at the goal line. We was ready to put those guys away. We said we're going to give it to the bus. Everyone knew we was giving it to the bus. The Steelers knew we was giving it to the bus. The Colts knew we was giving it to the bus. The announcers knew we was giving it to the bus. The bus knew we was giving it to the bus. You know? So we gave it to the bus. The bus, he turned around, and then out of nowhere, boom. Rest in peace, John Man, by the way. But the ball flew out. Um... I can't really remember who picked it up. Maybe Harper or whatever. I'm not too sure which coach player picked it up. But he took off. He took off. I'm like, yo, we really about to lose like that? And then out of nowhere, you see Big Ben in the screen, backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. And I'm like, yo, is he going to get the tackle? Then the corner, <laughs> glad he plays defense. He couldn't cross up Ben. And ben was able to make the shoestring tackle to put the field goal like then you know um the coach had a basically kick a field goal and I believe their kicker at the time was Mike Vanderack or whatever. I think um Vanderjack, I, I don't know man. Uh all I know is what I remember from him is Peyton Manning <laughs> called him an idiot kicker and he gets drunk. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he ended up missing the field goal man and that was that was we snuck out of there man and at that point, I was like, yo, man, there's no way we can lose. Cause that was supposed to be the game we lose. And on top of that, the bank the year not the year, the week before that, the Bengals was cooking. Like, no, excuse me. I wanna talk about that, but I'm talking about the in that season, the Bengals was cooking us. They was cooking us. Carson Palmer looked like he was going to the Hall of Fame. 
You know, and then, you know, that situation happened in a wild card game where <laughs> you thought John Kittner was going to beat us. Quote from Joey Porter, you know, so and then we snuck that out. We beat Peyton, no injuries, no major injuries to major players over there. So it was like, yo, we really snuck this out and won. It was like, yo, there's no way. And I felt like th- that win sparked up the next game, which was the AFC championship game against Denver, where Pittsburgh still just steamrolled them. Steamrolled him, man. I felt I felt sorry for Jake Plummer, man. You know, he it just wasn't uh it wasn't his day. It wasn't his day, it wasn't the Broncos' day. And it was like, look, y'all, y'all, we're giants at this point. And I ain't talking about New York Giants, I'm saying we're giants, elites, you know, at this point. So you guys gonna have to get up out the way, man. We not playing with none of y'all, you know. So we the Steelers went through that and by all means, I'm telling y'all all this, Ben Roethlisberger was a game manager at this point. He didn't fully develop into a great quarterback yet. Not yet. Not yet. He was a good winner. Ben Roethlisberger was a great winner, but he wasn't averaging 300 yards a game to, like, you know, probably not even close to 200 that year. I believe it was probably it was a little under 200. You know, I'm looking at it right now. You know, certain certain stats, I want to actually get the right numbers, you know. But he was averaging 198 yards a game. You know, that was uh, 11 yards more than his rookie campaign. But that was, Ben was still kind of figuring it out as a quarterback, being a quarterback, you know. He was just game managing. And we were running the ball heavy. We were still good at running the ball. Then we go to the Super Bowl versus Sean Alexander-led Seahawks team with Matt Hasselback, um, Mike Holmren over there. And I had no doubt in my mind that the Pittsburgh Steelers was going to win this game. You know, a lot of iconic moments. None of them was from Big Ben because Big Ben, <laughs> if you guys were there, you know, that was probably one of the worst Super Bowls a winner has played in, you know. So he didn't play too good in that game. But at the same time, he didn't lose the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers was able to prevail and be, win and become Super Bowl champs. And Big Ben became the youngest Super Bowl champion, you know, uh, quarterback to win the Super Bowl. So this is more history in early on Ben Roethlisberger's career. There's more history, more history. Then, you know, we start to get... I believe, yeah. Actually, after the Super Bowl, that's when Ben Roethlisberger had the incident. And we'll get into that in a second. That offseason, Ben Roethlisberger was involved in a motorcycle accident um, where, you know, he wasn't wearing a helmet. And, you know, he got in an accident, went through a windshield. And I remember, actually, when my mother, she... Like, just told me randomly. She was like, yo, uh, your quarterback died. I was like, what? So like, your quarterback died. And and telling the kid that, well, well, telling me that at the time period, you know, I'm about, I'm in my early teens at this point, I believe. And, yeah, it was about 14 going to 15, something like that. But I was just sitting there. Like, wow, like a, a pro athlete died, you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't register too crazy, you know. But he, you know, my mom was being over dramatic, but 
he didn't die, you know, he got he was okay, but it's crazy because Ben was still able to play 15 games that year. You know, it happened maybe a month after, within a month or a month after the Super Bowl. But he was able to end up playing, but he did suffer. I'm not going to lie. The Pittsburgh Steelers suffered because he was able to play that year. And you definitely can tell it was a big, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like he was kind of shell-shocked that year a little bit. You know, his his inners, he went from, you know, his touchdowns, he only scored one more touchdown. He only threw for one more touchdown than his previous two years, you know, with 18. He had 17 to two years prior. But his interceptions was high. Ben had nine interceptions in his Super Bowl campaign in, in year two. After the accident that year, Ben had 23 interceptions. 23. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, to my knowledge, didn't make the playoffs that year. So that was like, okay, we're going to chalk that up there. We're going to chalk that up there, man. And I think that basically led to like, okay, guys, we got to get rid of, we got not get rid of Bill Cowher, but Bill Cowher was like, you know what, man, I probably can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm not, I personally feel like Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and Bill Cowher relationship wasn't a one. You know, it wasn't great. They had moments, but it wasn't a great relationship, you know. So I think a lot of things basically said, like, involved Bill Cowher. It was like, you know what? I'm going to just get out of here, man. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to retire. And, you know, the Steelers was able to hire a coach, Mike Tomlin, that, what can I say, man? Help to me, in my opinion, I feel like Mike Tomlin don't get this much credit. Mike Tomlin turned Ben Roethlisberger into a man. Into a man. You know? You know? And I don't think he get enough credit for that, man. And I think once Ben make it to the hall, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what he says about Mike Tomlin and how he impacted his life. Because he, I would call Ben a liar if he told me that Mike Tomlin didn't affect his life. Because Ben Roethlisberger talks like Mike Tomlin. He talks like Mike Tomlin. When you hear how Ben was talking before, when you know the jaw was around, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. When Mike Tomlin came in, and Mike Tomlin basically developed Ben into a better man, a grown man, an adult for real. Um, he just, it was. It looked like Mike Tomlin and it looked like Ben was Mike Tomlin's son. It was like, okay, um, if you heard Mike Tomlin's press conference, when it was time to hear Ben's com, um, Ben's press conference, it was like hearing Mike Tomlin's press conference again. You know, so and that you have to credit that. So, you know, I'm interested in hearing that, man, but. You know, let's get back into the career. Doo, doo, doo. So 2006 was like, all right, man, it's a mulligan. It's a mulligan, y'all. You know, we have our quarterback at his best. And you can see Mike Thomas' first year coming in, 2007, the significant change in Ben Roethlisberger as far as play. Um, in 2006, last year with Bill Cowher, 
Ben Roethlisberger was 280 of 469. Completion rate of 59%. He threw for 3,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Under Mike Tomlin, year one, Ben Roethlisberger threw for less. He threw less. He threw less times. He threw, excuse me, he was 264 of 404 pass attempts. 65, guys, 65. So he went from 59 to 65. And it hasn't been that high since his rookie campaign. So he was taking better care of the football this year, of course. He threw for less yards, you know, um, 3,154. That's a little little over 300 less yards, but at the same time, his touchdowns was 32, and he only threw four, 11 interceptions. So it was a big turnaround in Mike Tomlin's first year with Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, that's why I say I believe that Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit in changing Ben Roethlisberger. Like, you hear a lot of people saying, you know, um, Chuck Noll had Terry Bradshaw, um... Bill Cowher, they'll give Bill Cowher Ben Roethlisberger. But I'm like, do you guys understand that Bill Cowher was only Ben's coach for about four years? This four years. Not even four years. I take that back. For three years? And we didn't see the best Ben. We didn't see the best Ben under Bill Cowher. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just saw a regular game manager. But when we got when Mike Tomlin came in, man, and he stepped in in 2007, we saw Big Ben turn into a real quarterback, a real quarterback, you know. And then only at that point, that's when it was like, okay, Ben is a quarterback, a top quarterback in this game. It wasn't like, yo, he's just a winner. It's like, no, nah, he's a top quarterback in this game. So, and that 2017 ended up making it to the playoffs. Then they didn't, then um. You know, there was one and out, lost in the first round. Ben uh, threw for t- two touchdowns and three interceptions in that game. You know, but it was like, okay, guys, we're back on track. We we wasn't in the playoffs the year before. We back on track. Let's go. Here comes the next year. Doom, doom. 2008 will be a magnificent year. A magnificent year. Wanna know why, guys? Cause the Steelers won another Super Bowl. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Sure did. Ben played all 16 games that year. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers went 12 and 4 that year. Um, he threw for 300, excuse me, 3,301 yards, 17 touchdowns. So his touchdowns went back down. You know, his interceptions went up a little bit. But it was a team effort, man. It was a total team effort. Ben wasn't really losing too many games for us. It was more so like, yo, you know, he's after the tape of lat the year prior, that, okay, Ben is a better quarterback. It was more so like, okay, we got the drop on Ben. We're going to make it a little harder on Ben. So he kind of felt that in that Super Bowl year. But Ben was making throws to win the game. I don't have to talk about the playoff run, but I can. But I can. But I can't. In that playoffs, man, the Steelers didn't need to play four games. You know what I'm saying? They played three games. They had, I'm trying to remember, what was they? I forgot where we finished off, I think. But, you know, that was when San Antonio Holmes and the AFC was going crazy. 
and Larry Fitzgerald for the NFC was going real crazy. I believe Santonio Holmes was averaging about 100 and some yards a game. Plus, he was punt returns and kick returns. Well, punt returns. I think he took one back in the Baltimore game, I believe, that year. While Larry Fitzgerald was averaging damn, averaging damn near 150 yards a game. You know, so like we're going into the Super Bowl and it's Kurt Warner versus Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and you know, I, I said rest in peace to John Madden. And that ended up being the last game that John Madden called in the booth. You know, so that's an amazing thing in itself. Ben, ben Roethlisberger is tied to John Madden in a way because every time well, since Christmas, they had released the documentary of John Madden, you know, and they, you know, they end up dressing and people who didn't know, they addressed that, yo, this was the last game he called, you know, versus the Steelers versus the, the Cardinals, so. Everything about that Super Bowl is greatness. To this day, I feel like it hasn't been a better Super Bowl than that, where the last three minutes of the game was so action-packed, yo. So action-packed. And it was historical plays happening before those last three minutes. So you have to give the Cardinals credit for coming back Taking the lead, you got to give Santonio Holmes and Ben Roethlisberger credit for having a connection. Uh, you have to credit James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, you know what I'm saying, our linebackers, our D-line, our, the whole defense, man, just for like, yeah, they came back, but y'all didn't fold. Y'all was at, you know, a lot of people think that Santonio Holmes, that catch was the last play of the game. No, it wasn't. The Cardinals, it was actually, they got the ball back and they made a few plays. But Lamar Willie's strip sack on Kurt Warner was the, like, that was the game, that was the game sealer right there. So, and that's what got Lamar Willie paid. And for those, if you, if you're in the know, you know, you know what happened after Lamar Willie got paid. But salute, man. Ben Roethlisberger, he gets his second championship, played a whole, played a much better Super Bowl than his first one. And now I think a little bit more of the media was starting to look at Ben as a top quarterback, top five quarterback, you know. And Ben will have a whole lot of those top five type of years. You know, he will put up certain numbers, achievements. Um, you know, I wasn't going to break down all his years, you man, because Ben had a whole lot of years. I'm going to go from, you know, after that Super Bowl win, you know what I'm saying, the next three years up until his next one. You no, know, he just kept kind of improving as a quarterback up and down. You know, he was fighting injuries. 2010, he was fighting injuries. You know, still was able to go to the Super Bowl that year and, you know, happened to lose that. But, you know, it was, just a, it was a lot, man. Ben just having a whole lot of accomplishments, man. And it's like if you look at Ben's career, when it comes to completion, comp the, the completion percentage, excuse me, y'all, Completing his best year wasn't until 2015. He was already drafted. He was drafted in 2004. You know, so Ben was always consistently getting better as he got, you know, older. You know, he was making better decisions and whatnot. And then he had, he has a few 500 yard games. I think the most in history. Um, 
he threw for 5,000 yards in, in 2018, the year before, uh, the year before, you know, I think the elbow injury. Um, the most touchdowns he threw was in that year as well, 2018. The least, let me see, the least picks he threw that when he played more than 12 games was in 2010 when he only threw five interceptions, you know. Um, but you can see, man, Big Ben, his career was, if you look at his stats, it's like, yo, this guy was a real football player. Like, he wasn't, like, one of those paid man. He wasn't paid man. He wasn't Tom Brady. He wasn't Drew Brees. He wasn't that at all. He was Big Ben Roethlisberger, yo. And Ben Roethlisberger will forever be missed, you know what I'm saying, when he hangs it up. And my hope is that we don't miss him too much. <laughs> you know, because the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves in a dilemma where we can't have another 20 years between Hall of Fame quarterbacks or quarterbacks that's good enough. You know, we had a couple quarterbacks in between Terry Bradshaw and Big Ben that... <clears throat> wasn't really working like some some guys made it further than others uh shoot bill cower running game and defense got neil o'donnell to the super bowl so <clears throat> and they kind of could have won that one if neil o'donnell wasn't throwing pick sixes all day you feel me <laughs> but <laughs> um ben roethlisberger was a gem for the pittsburgh Steelers to get he was the perfect Pittsburgh still a quarterback. I don't think I'll be able to. I don't think I will be able to see Ben play for another team like from his whole career, like his whole style, everything. Gunslinger, big dog, um, fight through every injury. You know, I'm not saying that Ben ain't just. You know, he wasn't just throwing injuries out there as far as like naming them, but still, still, man, I watched Ben get punched in the nose. His nose broke, and they didn't throw no flags. You know what I mean? They ref they they officiate Ben like how the NBA was officiating Shaq. It was like, yo, we know that Shaq is getting hit, but it's like, is he is it because of him or is like you know, it's just stupid talk how they try to explain it. But you know, Ben had to go through a whole career not getting necessary calls. He getting um hit in the face. He's not getting protected as the rules was protecting the quarterbacks more. He wasn't getting protected like that. You know, and it was it was getting crazy. It was getting crazy, even up until this year. You know, certain things were having to bend a late hit and, um, you know, hands to the face and whatnot, and they won't call it. I'm like, yo, Ben is old now. Y'all can kind of leave that big Ben thing alone. He's old. Y'all should take care of the guy. You know, like I would take care of Brady. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, man, I, you know, I have my own little theories about how the NFL feel about Ben Roethlisberger, man. But, you know, that's... That's another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> but, man, Ben Roethlisberger, great quarterback. His total numbers as of right now, because, you know, the season isn't over at all. And I don't think it's going to be over. Just based off of it, I don't know. This is how I feel at this moment, man. I don't – I'm on record saying I don't want this team to make the playoffs because I feel like it's only going to hurt us for the future. But if we're going to ride this out for Ben, man, and this is the spark that everyone needs, and we get into the dance, why not, yo? Why not? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. No one thought that Tim Tebow was going to 
beat Pittsburgh in a playoff game. No one thought that. It happened. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen when we hit the playoffs, but you know what I'm saying? That the only time would tell what would happen from there. But as of right now, Big Ben is top five, I believe, in touchdowns, top five in passing yards. Um, like I said, he has the five, you know, he has the five, I mean, not the five, but the three 500-yard games. You know, I can sit here. Let me sit here and just name all his accomplishments, man. This guy here just did so much for the team, so much for the NFL. Um. And this this guy was a receiver, man. Like he didn't really become a quarterback until college, and so it's nuts that this guy was able to do this, man. So Ben's accomplishments before you know I give my preview up to this Browns game because it is Monday night and it's gonna get real. It's gonna get real. But Big Ben is a two time Super Bowl champion, three time AFC champion, eight time division champion. Five-time all-time, excuse me, fifth all-time in career wins, sixth all-time in career postseason wins, ninth all-time in career win percentage. And, you know, they start that with if you started 100. So think about all the quarterbacks that played in this game, that played that started over 100 games. Ben is in ninth place when it comes to winning percentage. You know what I'm saying? That, te- that tells a lot about the discipline in him. The consistency in him, the consistency in, in the coaching, all that type of things, man. Six-time Pro Bowler. I feel like he should have made a Pro Bowl a couple more times. But, you know, when you fighting Peyton Manning and Tom Brady every year, <coughs> they're not going to just give it to Ben. They're going to give it to the young hot guy coming up. So Ben got – I feel like Ben could have been a 10-time Pro Bowler, man. But two-time NFL passing leader. Uh, fifth all-time in passing yards, eighth all-time in passing touchdowns, um, fifth all-time in, in completions, 14th all-time in passer rating, 17th all-time in completion percentage, third all-time in fourth-quarter comebacks, sixth all-time in game-winning drives, most 500-yard games in history. I said that before with three. Tied for... Um, most perfect passing games. And it's funny because one of his perfect passing games is when he was a backup. <laughs> we came off the bench. <laughs> um, most touchdown passes in, consecu- in consecutive games. Um, one of six quarterbacks to beat all 31 other teams, which is amazing. I, I, I don't care who you are, yo. If you're able to say that, yo, I played in the NFL and I beat every team in the NFL, Come on, y'all. Come on. <clears throat> like I said, he was the youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And he won NFL Rookie of the Year. And the year that Peyton Manning, his little brother, Eli Manning, and Phillip Rivers was the top two quarterbacks taken in that draft. And you had Larry Fitzgerald in that draft. Had a couple of linemen in that draft, you know what I mean? But Ben Roethlisberger's career is legendary, man. I'm blessed to have been alive in a period where I was able to watch it, you know, because I could have been an 80s baby and watched the 80s, you know. Um, you know, I wouldn't have mind have been a 70s baby to watch the 70s, but the times in the 70s wasn't kind of kind back then, you know. So, and I definitely don't want to go before the 60s. Definitely don't. So we're going to just leave that. We're going to leave that how that is. 
So, so I was blessed to be in the Ben Roethlisberger era. Watch it. Uh, I believe I watched, I want to say, 90% of Ben's games. 90%. And early on, trying to watch a Stiller game wasn't the easiest thing. I feel like we just got lucky because I lived in South Jersey. And Eagles and NFC was with Fox. So Stiller's got catered to a little bit at the 1 o'clock games. You know what I'm saying? But... Ben Roethlisberger, great quarterback, man. Hall of Fame. He's moonwalking right now. Um, hopefully, these last three games isn't his last three games. Even though you know you guys are like guys like that, Kev, make up your mind. You want him to make the playoffs or not? I don't, but I'm not gonna be mad if they do, because we is more football to be played, and it's a chance Ben can go out on top. I wouldn't trade that for anything. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be a Stiller fan long after Ben is a quarterback. So, you know, I'm thinking about the future as well. When I should be like the coaches and the players. And think about this year. Because this is the year that we're playing in. You know, so. I think a lot of fans need to embrace this moment. Love the moment. Understand what we're getting here. Heinz Field. Um, I'm actually, you know, in the area. But I'm actually leaving. So I'm not going to be able to actually attend this last game, this last home game. But I don't think I would want to. You know, I think I would want to see all the love and praise and stuff from how the TV, like from the just watching on TV, man. I, I would like to see the pack, the the video packages and all that stuff. You know, just being there. Like when I go to games, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I I tend to miss the game. I'm not even watching the game. There's so much stuff going on. I'm not even watching the game anymore. So I would want to lock in and really watch that game, man. So Big Ben, salute to you. Here's a toast. Happy New Year. You know what I mean? Um, we watch you become a father. We watch you become a husband. We watch you be born again. All that type of stuff, man. Like I really watched the development of the man, Ben Roethlisberger. It's a lot of people that ain't going to forgive Ben for some of the stuff in the past. But I believe in people getting better every day. And Ben Roethlisberger, you know, say what you want about his leadership. Uh, I, even up until two, two, three years ago, it was a big question about his leadership. And as an old head, he adjusted his leading style. A lot of old heads are stubborn in a way. So the fact that he came and it was like, you know, all right, bet I'm going to be a better leader. And he's displayed that. He's not even chewing guys out anymore. You know, like I haven't seen two guys out in a while, in a long time, probably since the AB situation, situation, you know. So salute to Big Ben, man. Let's get this win on Monday night. Let's do it for Ben. Offense alignment, man. Please, man. Get it together. I know y'all don't. I know y'all. It's not like y'all don't know what y'all doing. Y'all have to execute, man. I like the fact that lately you've been picking Big Ben up off the ground. But it shouldn't have been noticed to the point where you guys are picking them up off the ground so late in the season. You shouldn't have to pick them up the, off the ground anyway. You're supposed to be getting the ball out fast. So, you know, hopefully the offensive lineman get a shot up the ass, you feel me? Where it's like, all right, bet. Like, we can, we're going to protect Ben. We're going to open these holes up. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to finish strong, man. We're not going to lay down. Like, yeah, we're a young team, but we're not going to lay down, man. We're not going to lay down. We can't let the old head go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to see how the young players uh, rallied around Jerome Bettis. I would like to see the young players rally around Ben in these last few games, man. But like I said, it's Monday. 
going against the Browns. And I think it's time we break that down. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Let's get it. Let's go. Four, one, two. Cheer, cheer. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang. It's time, man. It's time. It's time, yo. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cleveland Browns Monday night, January 3rd, 2002. The first Steelers game of 2022. You got to get the dub. Come on. It's a night game. I believe the Browns is favorite in this game. But that don't matter. That don't matter. Because Vegas... Vegas, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but coming into these game, this game, the Steelers already beat the Browns. They beat the Browns 15-10. to 10, And I don't see nothing really changing, man. The Browns is having their own issues right now. Um, Baker Mayfield got 15 touchdowns to Ben's 20 touchdowns. Baker's not even throw more yards than Ben this year. You know, Ben threw it for... 
a little over 150 more yards, more times than Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield, I believe, has more interceptions than Ben. But I, I don't don't credit me to that. Don't um hold me to that. But Nick Chubb having an up and down year, really a up up kind of up in year, like top five year, you know. Um, and the Steelers running game, the our running defense is really not that good right now. It's not we're missing Tyson and missing Stefan to it. It's starting to really show his heavy head like now towards the end of the season. You know, um, we have a couple guys that's not that hasn't been practicing this week. Ben was a full participant this week. Pat Frymuth is coming off the concussion, so he's he's been full. Um Kendrick Green, Percy Harvin, um, and rest in peace to Percy Harvin, Presley Harvin. I keep calling him Percy, but Presley Harvin, rest in peace to his father, man. He lost his father, um, you know what I'm saying, about a week ago, you know. And that's difficult, man, because, you know, I lost both parents, man. So losing the parent young is difficult, man. And he's playing in a football – he's playing football where it's like it can either help him get through the time or it can hurt him and affect him you know so nothing but positivity and energy and prayers going out to Presley Harvin man um stay strong bro love for your family and all that man and um you know I'm saying just just keep your head up bro Buddy Johnson also didn't practice with a foot and it's looking like he's not going to even be active because Devin Bush may be coming back. Devin Bush may be coming back. The The Browns, on the other hand, they have a whole lot of people that's on the list. Um, from Miles Garrett to Rodney Harrison to Troy Hill. We got Kareem Hunt, Malik Jackson, um, Josh John, John Johnson, um, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Greg Newsome. Like, it's a whole lot of their guys that was on the injury report. You know, some of these guys did have they didn't practice. They was able to practice, but some guys were limited, like Miles Garrett, Rodney Harrison, Kareem Hunt, Malik Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> these guys are not going to be at 100 percent on defense. Just like we're not 100 percent on defense, we're not 100 percent on offense. They're not 100 percent on offense. We have mistakes. They have mistakes. You know, loser goes home. The loser goes home, and I feel like it's fitting that this game determines that because the last time the Steelers played the Browns outside of this year was in the playoff game where the Steelers basically gave the Browns their first win. Marquise Pouncey retired because we gave them their first win. You know, um, we gave them a touchdown on the first play. On the first play. You know, so. And I and I, I ain't going to lie, y'all. Say thinking about that. I kind of feel bad for Pouncey. I think Pouncey was going to always retire because it had to be an issue with his shoulder or something like that because he had a lot of those type of a lot of those type of snaps last year where it went over Ben's head, which was very abnormal, man. So I think he was really dealing with something, and it was something that he couldn't, he wasn't going to be able to fix, man. So you know, as time goes along, I just feel for Marquise Pouncey for that last year, man. But. You sure miss Marquise Pouncey the way, you know, Kendrick, the situation that Kendrick Green was put in this year. You know, it's not fair to him. But at the same time, it's not getting the job done.
And that's the game that we're in. We're in the game that you have to prove yourself. You have to do your thing. Uh, this is what have you done for me lately. That's why you have so many Yenzers out there that want Mike Tomlin fired, which sounds dumb. I'm not going to lie, yo. I think the older I get, the more I understand why a lot of old older fans. You know what? I take that back because there's some older fans that don't like Mike Tomlin just because how he looks. I'll keep it on it, you know? Um so it's crazy, man. This is a chance for everyone to basically put all that stuff to bed. You know, the Cleveland Browns, when it comes to the point score of the game, they're ranked 19th. Pittsburgh ranked 22nd. So it's going to be a low-scoring game again. Um, points allowed, 17th for Cleveland. We're a little lower with them. So it's I can see this being like a tw- uh, 17, maybe 10 games, 17, 15, uh, something like that, 17, 14. You know, I don't think both teams are going to score over 20. But then again, it is Monday night. And you never know. You never know. We got time and all that, man. Um, The takeaway differential, the Browns are in the middle of the pack at 15. Steelers is at um, 18. Passing yards per game, Steelers at the 14th. Cleveland's at 27th. But it's not too far off. It's only the Steelers only have twenty eight more passing yardage than the Browns. Rushing is not even close. Browns average one hundred forty four yards a game to the Steelers eighty seven. Um, ranking Cleveland third and ranking the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty ninth. Look, man, our defense has a whole like on the guys that's coming in, you know, off the street. The guys that's filling in, the next guy, the next man up. You guys got really buckled down because this game could be lost right there, right there. That stat right there, the game could really be lost right there. So I feel like we need to make Baker Mayfield throw the ball forty times. Like the Steelers gonna have to make that happen. So the Steelers getting a win in the game. When it comes to defense, passing yards allowed per game, Cleveland is eighth to the Steelers thirteenth. Um. Rushing, you have Cleveland that's t- at 10 and Pittsburgh that's dead last. So, like I said, that game could be win- won or lost right there in the trenches when it comes to the running game. So, if the Steelers come out and able to stop the uh, Browns running game just a little bit, man, hold them to like 80 yards, man, I feel like the Steelers will win this game. But if we can't stop the run at all and these guys get 200 and something yards on the ground, Ain't no way in hell we win in this game unless Baker feel like feel generous again and throwing four interceptions, man. I'm all for that, but I'm not for the Steelers giving up 200 yards rushing, man. That's not what I grew up on. It's not what I grew up on, and it's not what it's been these last couple years. But I understand that we're missing two key pieces, but at the same time, an answer should have been found by now. You know, and I'm not even talking about an answer that will give us the same level of production that Tuit and Tyson will give us. But I'm talking about enough that it's like, yo, at least hold the dam up. Like, I don't want the dam to break. You guys are breaking the dam and only part of the dam is staying there. And that's that's Casey. Casey. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Casey Hampton, man. I miss you, dog. <laughs> but, yo, um, it's Cam Hayward, man. That's the only part of the dam that's holding up. And when the dam breaks up front, 
You have Devin Bush. You have the Beavers, like Devin Bush, the uh, the the Showbirds, and you know all the other guys that get washed away by the offensive line. Who is the water? You know what I'm saying? So these guys got a tough task on their hand. Uh, it's gonna be an emotional night. Um, I'm very looking forward to how they present this game, man. Um, make it look good for Ben, y'all. ESPN, you got one job to do. Don't mess it up because we will talk about it here. But um, my final prediction for this game, I know I said we, the Steelers and the Browns may not score 20, but I'm going to go with the Steelers winning this game. Hmm. 23 to 17. 23 to 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully these guys get it get her done. If not, uh, yeah, man. But I think I think the Steelers are gonna get this one done because the Cleveland Browns is gonna Cleveland it and they're gonna brown it. You feel me? They're gonna do what they do and they're gonna take the L. They're gonna take the L all the way back to that lake that uh Hugh Jackson had to jump in. You heard? So I don't know. Did he ever jump into that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We should go check on that, man. But yeah, I'm gonna wrap this thing on up right here, man. It's the Stills for Seven podcast. Thank you, everybody that tuned in, man. Ben Roethlisberger is coming down. It's coming down to the end, man. Um, just this amazing, man. It's just amazing career and whatnot, man. Um, cause I'm tired of yelling. I'm tired of yelling like yo, man. I'm tired of seeing Ben go through this, man. I'm tired of it, man. Like everyone's tired of it, man. So. Hopefully we all get this thing going on and we, we close this chapter the right way. You know what I'm saying? So it's your man Cap Easy, Venture Season Network, Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 83. You know what I mean? Thank you for tuning in. Make sure if you guys want the update. So if you you know you missed this, like the normal drop dates is on Wednesday, but the fact that it's coming out Saturday mean and you're surprised. That means you're not in tune with the Stills for Seven Podcast Instagram page where most of the news is gonna be up. You know what I'm saying? So I told you guys that this is coming out today. I told you. So if you mad, you mad at yourself because you don't follow the Stills for 7 podcast on Instagram. Go do that. Go do that, man. Like I said, it's your man, Kev Easy, man. We're going to send this one out the right way. You're all plates.